guys, welcome back to the Russell Copia brand and the Power Hour. I'm your host, Ray Russell, and joining me this time, no, it's not Steve Eckstat. It's at the Eye of Gibson, Bob Gibson from Twitter. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you asking me to do this, giving me the chance to uh, spread my wings on the audio format other than Twitter. Absolutely. We, we're happy to have you as part of the Russell Copia brand here. Hopefully everything works out. This is the first time we've ever chatted uh, face. Well, I don't know face to face, but basically uh, we can actually hear each other's voices. It's usually just been on Twitter up until now. And even then just few and far between we both got busy lives and things yeah. like that. So yeah, this is uh, we'll For see sure. how it works out. You know what I mean? It's uh pretty exciting. I don't know about uh, what we're going to discuss if that's very exciting, but we'll try to make it as fun as we can. As as of this episode of the Power Hour, the Power Hour is now free of charge. We're taking it away from Patreon and moving it over to the WrestleCopia.com website. So way to join us at the right time, Mr. Gibson here. Well, I'm kind of offended by that. You'd think that people would want to pay to hear me, but you know, you just you do what you do and you know, well, give I look him, at give you as taste, like give him a taste, right? Absolutely. You're like the new drug of WrestleCopia. I gotta give him the first hit for free. And then once we get them in, once we get those guys in there, that's when we move it back to Patreon. Oh, that's 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 old school <laughs> '80s stuff. Yeah, that's a good plan. Let's Absolutely. let's do that. We'll give them a taste. Yeah. And once they uh, they get suckered in, they're gonna get them at that uh, fifty dollar a month tier. Indeed, indeed. Yes, I I think we do have a fifty dollar a month tier. It's just uh, yeah, we'll have to include that in. What there. do you get with that? I don't know. You get a lot of things with that. You got to go it's check it out. Job. I don't really remember. Yeah. Well, hmm, I don't know about that. That's uh pretty cheap i'll leave you to that I don't know if i'll I... leave you to that <laughs> uh but no uh i do encourage everyone to do go over to patreon.com slash and check out our five dollar all access tier which covers all of the watch along series i've been doing for quite a few months now me and steve x that have done quite a few shows some of the old coliseum videos best of the wwf series as well as the 1995 1996 wcw and ww pay-per-views which coincide with our monday warfare show that we also do, which you can find everywhere your podcast streaming app needs are. And uh, so if you, without further ado, if you're ready, brother, let's get into this mess of shit called the Elimination Chamber 2021. The Elimination Chamber 2021. I just want to say quickly, though, that I have been listening to some of your shows. I downloaded the podcast on my iPhone, and I think it's uh, very entertaining. You put a lot of work into this good stuff. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Man, we, I work very diligently uh, to make it above and beyond as far as not just talking. You know, I try to add a little sound effects here and there and just some other fun things. And that's why I'm trying to grow the brand by bringing in some new names. And I'm not going to drop other names here that I've been in discussions with that a lot of people might know by name, honestly, that have been in other part of very popular podcasts in the past, uh, wrestling podcasts that may uh, be joining the, the Copia brand pretty soon. And uh, I have Gibson. Uh, if you're ready to go, we can get kick off this Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Absolutely. I've got my notes in front of me. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. And uh, so here we are, Feb or February 21st, 2021. It's the Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-view. And we're coming, according to Michael Cole, we're coming to you live from the award-winning Thunderdome. I don't know how it wins an award yeah. or what award it won. But I, I've always wondered that, too. <laughs> Uh, what award did they win? But fair enough. So I turned the pre-show on about 15 minutes in. I always forget exactly when it comes on. I still can't get used to that new Turner time. Uh, we're <laughs> not exactly 05, but the pay-per-views start at 7 now instead of 8 in my area. All my life they used right. to start at 8. So I still can't 
get a grasp on that. So I typically always miss the first 15 minutes, 30 minutes of the of the pre-show here. I didn't miss anything, though. I, I'm, I'm going to go well, on, you, on you, a limit. I'm going to tell you right now, I watched the entire thing, and you missed absolutely nothing. I'm sure of it. Lots of wrestlers I noted on the pre-show that have nothing to do with the pay-per-view, yet being forced to be part of the program during this COVID area because Vince is all I got there. Well, it's a super the, spreader, right? That's uh, Billy Kay, Street Profits, Retribution wandering around, Sonya Deville. I've seen Sonya Deville pop up a few times lately, and I had to actually Google this. I cheated because I've noticed she hasn't been wrestling. She wasn't in the Royal Rumble match, but she's right. been walking around kind of in suits and things. So I had to go look it up, and apparently Sonya lost a Loser Leaves Town match all the way back at SummerSlam. And I'm just now realizing that she hasn't wrestled in fucking more than six months, apparently. And apparently now her gimmick is on SmackDown. She's an assistant to Adam Pierce, who's a thing, I suppose. Okay. It's, it's really funny you say that because in my notes, I wrote, uh, lesbian can make matches, question mark. Okay. That's has uh, that's an office, very... question mark, Valid question. is in charge of tag teams, question mark. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't. Uh, it's good that you looked that up. That's what one of my questions for you was, and that's exactly what I wrote. Lesbian can make matches. I uh, so that's I think the that deal. Those so are all valid questions. Town? Absolutely, those are all valid questions. So she lost a loser leaves town match to I think it was Liv Morgan. I read at SummerSlam. I know no, it was Mandy Rose because I remember that. That was the whole Otis gimmick. She was trying to trying to split Otis right. and Mandy Rose up. Yeah, I remember that. That's sad. That's the only thing I remember from last year, but I do remember that. So yeah, that's right. See, yeah, I missed. I didn't see SummerSlam. I usually watch it, but uh, yeah, I was really confused as to what kind of authority figure she was. That is the only thing but, I googled on this entire show because it, I just okay. I, the way she was talking on that pre-show just really confused me. I was like, wait a minute, she's in charge of something? Is she? I'm like, yes, did they bring back the totally commissioner confusing. gimmick? Yeah, I was totally confused, but yeah, I just wanted to straighten that out for me, you, and anyone listening who follows the product as well as we do. <laughs> yes. I so apparently they're very, very, very closely. Yes, absolutely. That, you know what I do? It's so, fun. I just go month to month. I watch the pay-per-view and usually there's enough videos during the show that it kind of catches me up on anything I really need to know in regards to the matches. That's what I needed the pre-show for, because if football's on, I'm not watching WWE, even if I do subscribe and pay $13 a month in Canada here. Uh, so I, I did watch the Royal Rumble. I never missed that. I was in a Royal Rumble pool, which I did not win. Uh, we had my, Bummer. my wife actually, cause we needed a, uh, even number of people and she won the men's Royal Rumble. Did you, did you get a she won a, part of those proceeds? No, I got nothing with all my years of experience and telling her that the possibility of edge was winning was unlikely because he was number one and they've done that gimmick twice. I should have got something for just giving some advice, I, I think. But <laughs> You know, Steve Eckstat, my other co-host, actually was in a Rumble pool as well, and he won $500 when Edge won the Royal Rumble, believe it or Holy not. Holy fuck, that's, yeah. that's pretty high stakes, man. Like, it was not like a 30-person pool? I have no idea. I didn't really go into the details with him. I just know the, day, the minute it was over, he was... Uh, skyping me like i'm like what i don't even know what he was talking about it for he's like holy shit i won 500 dollars, and i was like holy balls dude this that let's talk all about this this lovely shit fest of a pay-per-view shall we and we yeah let's go back to the start of the pre-show there hang on one like sorry uh -oh. i just want to oh, clear something else up okay i do 
it came up with uh, Charlie Caruso, who I'm a big fan of. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Booker T, JBL. They hide her knockers. One time, one time they yeah. let her knockers hang out, and that's when I realized she had them. And ever since, they it's been a no go, and I'm very upset with that. That's why you got to follow her on Instagram, there, brother. <laughs> so Charlie Booker T, JBL, and then I had a bunch of question marks as to who Rosenberg, Peter Ro- Rosenberg. Rosenberg was. I have yeah. no clue who that guy is. He's been they around. Said he won the title or a title. He's been around for a few years now. He was gone for about a year. I, I think they had some issues with him, and he left for about a year. Is he like a Sam Roberts kind of guy? Yes, he's like absolutely. He's in exactly. Business, right? In fact, they both came at the same time. Him and Sam Roberts initially came right around the same time. Sam Roberts stuck around. They had a little issues with Rosenberg for a little bit. Don't remember what they were. He was gone about a, for about a year. He's just been back a few months. And yeah, I think they did a gimmick last month on the pre-show, or maybe it was two year, two months ago. I don't remember, but he won the twenty-four-seven title on the pre-show and lost it like the next okay. day or something. I, I guess. Okay, that clears that up for me. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I won't interrupt you. You go ahead. No, man, you're totally cool. Absolutely. And so we kick off uh, wrestling action anyway on the pre-show with a four-way match for the Keith Lee's spot in the U.S. title match, which is a three-way match later in the show. So uh, it gets a little complicated there. We're having a four-way to determine the replacement for Keith Lee in a three-way later on tonight. It's Ricochet, John Morrison, Elias, and Mustafa, or as he's being called now, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. <laughs> accompanied to the ring by the entire group of Retribution lingering around ringside throughout the match. Match gets going, and it's like sunny in the 1990s. Everybody gets a turn on top, and it's just spots. <laughs> And more spots, too many to try and type, no time to process anything because it's just spots after spots after spots. And I, I noticed at one point, Rico, Ricochet's hitting all these moves, boom, 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 boom. And then the crowd pops real big. And I go, man, how over is Ricochet? And then I go, oh, it's fucking the fake crowd noise. It's fake so, crowd noise. Yes, absolutely. It took me a second there to register that. Ricochet, though. He had Ali pinned, but Retribution pulls Mustafa out of the ring. I guess it's no DQ here. I was confused by the rules of that, why he wasn't tossed from the match, well, and then you know, the finish just came. They always say it's no DQ in triple threat matches, so I'm assuming it's no DQ in four ways, I suppose, as well. It, it must be, because yeah. I was confused by that. Uh, the only note I had from that match was uh, I noticed Elias delivered a beautiful high knee all uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake or Harley uh, Race. Knee, that's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> I, that, was, that was gorgeous. That was the best part of that match. Finish saw Ricochet. Uh, he got pissed off. Retribution pulled Ali to the floor. So Ricochet decides to do a somersault dive onto Retribution, but they catch him and basically hit a double power bomb into the ring post, lays Ricochet out that on the floor. Ali's standing there laughing and gets yanked back inside into a school by, by Morrison and Morrison picks up the win in about seven minutes. And I have no idea where Elias was during this entire finish. No, I think he was on the outside, but that power bomb looked pretty stiff though. Yeah. He was looking both ways. When they showed the replay, you can see Ricochet kind of looking behind, kind of looking to see where he was at before he gets tossed into the, yeah, it was pretty rough, pretty rough going. Hopefully it's all right. Who, who are those guys that, I know one of those guys is Donovan Dijakovic, I think they call him there. Dijakovic, right? Uh, um, the the other black guy guys. is Dio Madden or something. Like He basically was part of the Raw team for a little bit there a couple of years ago when they tried to change everything up, and he lasted a few weeks where they wrote him off. 
He was oh, an announcer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as yeah. an announcer. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know who that guy is. Didn't uh, like Lesnar like beat the piss out of him? Yeah, that sounds about right. Somebody did. Somebody laid him out. Yeah, because he I'm like tried sure to defend was Lesnar. or something. Right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he was huge and he was an announcer, like. Okay. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. That makes yep. sense. Then. And that don't ask me who the third guy is. I have no idea. I don't even know how I know that much. No, that's pretty good because I I remember seeing uh, he he called himself Donovan Dijak on the like, right. Ring of Honor. I remember seeing him before. Which He's I like believe is his real name, player. and then they made his name more complicated because Vince. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now he's some Mace or T Bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one's T Bar, but. At least the name sticks out. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I I thought the match uh, was o- okay. Like it wasn't awful. There was a lot of spots that didn't make sense. Like when the four of them went into. The, I think it was Morrison who delivered a neckbreaker to, and it was like two scorpion death drops and a neckbreaker. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> but and then the uh, the fake crowd popped real loud. Yeah. For sure, that fake crowd. I, I'm not a fan of that Thunderdome. I like the way that AEW does it better. Right. I like the Thunderdome better than the way they had WrestleMania, though. But I get there were time constraints and trying to push that through. But so yeah, yep. that was that was it for the pre-show, right? Right. Absolutely. Note. Yeah, and we kick things off, and I noticed there's no ladies' chamber match this year, and I think they've had one the last couple of years, so it's. For the better, because there's really not enough talent out there right now at this point to really get the, get it over. We've got some ladies injured. Some of them are already out with uh, with babies. Other ones are, are carrying babies. Yeah. And it's, I must tell you, I said thank God to that. Oh, yeah. yeah I am so. not a fan of this, of women's wrestling. I know this might get some heat, but like I prefer pudding matches and bra and panties and stuff. If I'm going to see women wrestling, <laughs> well, teach their own. I've enjoyed some matches. Certainly since some of these girls have been called up. Like I think when me and Steve did the hell in the cell earlier or later in late 2020, the best match on the card was easily Sasha and Bailey in the cage. So I oh, is that right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that give it certain girls, uh, women, sorry, um, they put on some good matches, but I just can't get into a whole tier of them that, I don't know. I feel like there's some in NXT that should be up, up in WWE and some in WWE that should maybe not even be employed at all at this point, but it, it is what it is. And uh, they also tease, I don't know if you noticed on the pre-show, they were talking about Lacey Evans basically announcing her pregnancy, which they're alluding is Ric Flair's baby. But in, in right. reality, I guess Lacey Evans really is pregnant. So she's done work. Yes, I heard that today. So basically they... On the pre-show, they teased who will Asuka fight, defend her Raw Women's title against on the pay-per-view, and then we never hear about it ever again. There's no Asuka on the pay-per-view, no mention of a title match on the pay-per-view. So why fucking tease it on the pre-show if you're not going to even pay off here? No, I noticed that too. And what, like, why, uh, based on the start time of the last Elimination Chamber match, I thought there was going to be a women's main event. That's what I assumed. Like, because the show is only two and a half hours long, right? And they've been doing that exactly. some some we some months on pay per view. They've been run kind of short like that simply because they don't have real fans. Yeah, no, and it's it's perfect to run it short. It doesn't need to. Yeah, be four, five, it was five hours. It was long. about an hour too long for me to be honest with you. It was it's it's physically <laughs> it's uh, mentally taxing on me to make it through these pay per views since I started doing this back in September uh, doing the uh, the pay per view recaps. 
It's just. But do you find it easier to watch a pay per view than to watch nope. the three hours of Raw? I don't watch three like, hours of Raw. See, I'm... I know I don't either. And that's why I'm saying it's easy. Oh, I'm sure a pay per view is far more entertaining than three hours of Raw. I would, I would hope. Oh, definitely, because I record Raw every week just out of force of habit. And if mm-hmm. I do watch it, I get through it in half an hour to 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. And I did that for quite a while. See, I used to just watch Raw every week because I started watching primetime. Every, before Raw, I watched that every week. And then when Raw replaced primetime, I watched Raw every week up until 2014, 15. And then it's just, right. I couldn't really do it anymore, man. Everything just started changing for the worse. They're not really trying to focus on getting anybody over or continuity or long-term stories. Uh, th- right oh, yeah. now, you know, it's I'm reading, I- I'm reading as of yesterday, Vince didn't know any more than three matches on the fucking WrestleMania card. And uh, obviously until tonight, uh, as of yesterday yeah. or a couple days ago, Meltzer was reporting that Vince didn't even know what the hell Drew McIntyre was doing at WrestleMania. And when's the last time you heard of a world title match and Vince didn't know what the hell he was doing with it like a month before Mania? It's oh, He's it's usually terrible. had it planned probably a year in advance, six months in advance at least. Yeah, it's terrible. So terrible, let's, but yeah. let's kick off the paper. Go to the main here. show? Yeah, SmackDown. Elimination Chamber match. Winner meets Roman Reigns. For the universal title, so you already know what that meant walking into the pay-per-view. At least I I knew I knew immediately when I saw that on the pre-show what was happening here. And uh I wrote down the names of the guys involved. It's Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Sami Zayn looking like Fidel Castro here. He's got a camera crew with him. I guess he's Holy a- shit, man. You, you know what? I'm gonna interrupt you for one second. <laughs> one of my side notes here. Absolutely. Sami Zayn looks like a ginger Fidel Castro. Absolutely, he does. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah, that's shirt, exactly beard, what I wrote down. Absolutely. He's got <laughs> a document, documentary uh, going on or something. I'm not sure what his gimmick is here with these camera guys following him to ringside. They're told they have to that's leave ringside. Great, that's a great fucking gimmick, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I want to learn more about this gimmick. Like, I'm not following yeah, shit, like, so I don't I, know what I to saw do. and I popped when he had a documentary crew and he looked like <laughs> Castro. I'm like, this has got to be good. Like, and This has got to be excellent. Number six in this match is... Baron Corbin or King Corbin, if you will. And I wrote, is Corbin ever going away? Why couldn't like Nakamura or someone else fill this spot out? This new chamber, by the way, and it's been around, I call it new, but it's been around a couple years at least, but it looks like a toy the way they've padded everything and changed everything. I, I wrote, what's well, the I'm point? Sure Obviously you can't blade anymore. And then on top of it, I mean, Which just the padding's so covering the steel. Oh God. Yeah. In the right places. This guy like, should be bleeding like stuck pigs in that thing. In a chamber match, absolutely. I think it was the whole point of creating it initially yeah, to, to do sure. things like this. So, winner faces Roman Reigns tonight. And I wrote, how is that fair? Who booked this shit? Why would that be a good idea? Is Roman Reigns booking his own matches? Because otherwise, I don't get why. Why anybody would agree to this storyline here is Corbin wearing a garbage bag for a t-shirt as this match gets going Two champion video packages. Did you notice our chamber video package? Sorry. Did you notice they aired one chamber video package prior to the introduction of the first four guys? Uh, and, then before I the, did. and then they had a second video package like, about Roman Reigns. <laughs> yes. Before. So we get two video packages before the first match. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, four guys. Four guys announced after the package, and then the package again, and then the final two. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I thought, I thought maybe there that was like a, a mistake, but I guess not. No, we do kick things off 
with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan in the ring. Uh, I wrote down Cesaro's got new trunks. They're like black with like white polka dots or something going on. It looks like a pair of my wife's panties. So that was kind of cool. Uh, Cesaro I was, was going to say it looked like uh, fancy underwear. Yep. <laughs> so we get a lot of mat wrestling to start things off. We're a little surprised by that. They were traded some European upper guts. In comes Baron Corbin at number three. We see Daniel Bryan put the heels in opposite corner, nails that dropkick express from side to side. Cesaro takes over, nails the uppercut express from side to side. Then it's Corbin's turn with deep sixes for both of them. And in comes number four, Sami Zayn, who doesn't want in. As Daniel Bryan smashes Corbin's head into the uh, cage there, or into the plastic plexiglass. And Sami Zayn turns around and realizes Cesaro is standing right behind him where the, the glass is actually open. And we get Cesaro and Zayn on the top of the pod. They begin climbing the cage. Cesaro sends Zayn off of the cage into the onto the ground. Nice bump for Zayn there, I thought. Cesaro showing off, doing a few pull-ups. As uh, Corbin comes in, lays out everyone in the match. Cesaro goes to the top rope, nails an uppercut and a Cesaro swing on Corbin and into the sharpshooter just like that. Baron Corbin taps out. And if you notice, I know they were running over on time. They were waiting to get Corbin eliminated before we go to the next spot. That's that's trouble here in the WWE because that's why we see sometimes in the Rumble match, we get guys coming in in 90 seconds and guys coming in in three minutes because they're waiting for that cue. And the cue here was right. two minutes late. It was Corbin being eliminated because no sooner does he tap out than the 10-second clock appears on the screen and here we go. It's Kevin Owens in next. Cannonballs everywhere. Finishers everywhere by everyone. Brian with the flying knee. Pop-up powerbomb by Kevin Owens. We've got all four men down, which lets Jay Uso in, number six, who Kevin Owens immediately goes after after having issues with Uso and Roman Reigns. KO nails a moonsault off the top of the pod. Stunners for everyone, including Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn eliminated by the stunner in 25 minutes. As Zayn leaves the ring... Kevin Owens gets his arm caught in the door by Jay Uso, who ties Owens up in the door and beats the living shit out of him with super kicks. Then the Uso splash gets the win in about 26 and a half minutes. I wrote lame. I like the idea of getting his arm caught in the cage and this, that, and the other, but I thought it was, eh, I wasn't a big fan. I, I just hated seeing Owens in for such a short period of time here. Yeah, and I, I wrote down that I, I thought the moonsault was impressive. I don't it think was. I've ever seen him do one. And I did also like the uh, the arm spot in the in the cage, mm -hmm. and I lost count at uppercuts at twenty four from Cesaro, so I'm not nice. sure how many in the match he actually did. But <laughs> right. like I've seen that guy wrestle a ton of times, but I've never seen a match like that where that uppercut was like used to death, like over and over and over, and, and like very innovative ways too, not just. In the ring, like right off the top rope, and threw guys up in the air. It. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's an impressive uh, guy, and they've unfortunately, I think, just ruined him. You know, Daniel Bryan has a lot of input on booking now on the SmackDown brand, and I think that's why yeah, we see Cesaro right. even in this match here and doing what he's doing here. This is uh, Daniel a work work from Daniel Bryan getting Cesaro involved like this. No, I can see that. What what did he? Uh, I remember he was in the Kings of Wrestling with uh, Chris Hero, but I can't remember what he worked as. Claudio Castagnoli. Like, sure right. That's yes. it. I'm sure I could have Googled it, but I, I was too busy with my notepad. They were, that was a great tag team. And here's a great spot. Cesaro grabs Jey Uso on the outside of the chamber, outside of the ring, in the chamber, and begins Cesaro swinging him 
left to right, head first into the cage. Loved it. And Fuck, that was stiff. That was, that was stiff. That was good stuff. As Jason tried to protect that second, his head. That second one to his head, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Because I, I can't imagine they can gimmick that. Like, no. It's a big, no. giant steel post. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, fuck. even if, yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure so, it's hollow, but goddamn. <laughs> Uso's laid out after that spot, and rightfully so. So we get a long period, extended period of action between Brian and Cesaro, who are the two guys that started this thing. Cesaro goes up to the middle rope and nails the old gut buster on Daniel Bryan, I, reminiscent of uh, Dean Malenko back in the 1990s. Then we get yep. a one-legged Cesaro swing on the bad leg of Bryan, but Uso nails Cesaro with a kick and goes up top for the big splash on Cesaro to eliminate him in 32 minutes. Uso tries the big I was, splash. I was on, disappointed. Yeah, I, I really thought there was I, a cheap really... way to take him out. After as long as he'd lasted, I, I was. to win too, yeah. I, I, I thought there may I was have been getting invested possibility. In yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And he tries the same thing, Uso, with the big splash on Brian, but Brian, being the bigger star, kicks out at two, and then he goes up top, Uso to the top of the pod, for another splash, and he tries a running splash, and right before he leaps off, he stops. He's like, "Nah, not gonna work." So he he catches himself and then jumps off the pod, but right into Daniel Bryan's knees. And Daniel Bryan lands the uh, running knee to eliminate Uso in 33 minutes and 30 seconds. And now Bryan's laying there half dead as, yes, as I feared, back on the pre-show. Roman Reigns is out immediately to uh, <laughs> offer up his title to Daniel Bryan, but it doesn't seem to work that way. Jeez, I didn't see this coming. I mean, I, and again, I ask you, I got to ask you, how is this like fair? If you're going to suspend your disbelief and pretend like this is real, who in the fucking world is booking this shit so that it caters to Roman Reigns to come out here? How is this fair to Daniel Bryan? You don't have an I, evil, I you don't have the an match, evil commissioner right now, so. No, and I thought the match was going to take place later in the evening. Like, possibly the main event. Being ah, the main event. But, yeah, it's not, obviously not fair. And the head of the table, as they call him, is going to... I thought it was pretty cool, though, the uh, the quick... Yes, lock or whatever. He, yeah, uh, and I, that's my one note in this match because it's it. really all that happened in this match. It's uh, Roman Reigns hits the ring. He goes for the spear immediately, but runs right into the yes lock. But yeah. Daniel Bryan being fatigued and Roman Reigns being this super badass powers out of the yes lock, and it's ground and pound on Daniel Bryan and the guillotine yeah. choke. For uh, it was a minute thirty or something like minute thirty three was the match. Minute thirty three, yeah. Because those guys could probably have a hell of a match. I have no doubt about it. I think that was the initial plan at some point. I'm not sure if it was for WrestleMania or something like that, but obviously plans change, unfortunately, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I had heard Daniel Bryan was going to win the Royal Rumble. so That was one of the original plans as well. Yeah, everything got moved. You know Vince changes things at the last minute, so or, or even closer if he can. And yeah, I wrote this, yeah. and I'm going to piss off uh, all you Canadians out there, and I might piss you off too, but I wrote stupid edge works. Roman reigns at WrestleMania. So Daniel Bryan can't even get his heat back after this, which is unfortunate. Speaking of which spear out of nowhere from edge as revenge from SmackDown. I saw in a video package that reigns had speared edge on SmackDown during an edge promo. And so this is payback from edge as he immediately points to the fucking WrestleMania sign after the spear, because that's what I would well, do. Well, you got to do that. Oh, yeah, you have to do that, right? And it's so embarrassing 
because Edge has to point to it until the pyro goes off. But it takes like a fucking minute for the pyro to go off. So Edge is just standing there looking <laughs> stupid, pointing at the sign for damn near a minute, and boom, 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 there's the pyro, and immediately Edge drops his finger. And so there's no <laughs> doubt now it's Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and Daniel Bryan's left left out of the match. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't piss me off necessarily. I, I am a fan of Edge because uh, he is Canadian, and that's the way we are, <laughs> you know. No due to budget, <laughs> but <laughs> the first time, <laughs> the first time I ever saw Edge, picture this: me and my buddy were driving down the street in a 1982 Honda Accord. Right on. We had just got out of the McDonald's drive-through, and about two businesses over, there's a restaurant and bar. We see a wrestling ring, and Don Callis and Rick Martell are in the ring. There's about eight people sitting there. So we pull over with our McDonald's. We sit down. And then next was uh, Edge and Christian is who they were wrestling. They were called the Suicide Blondes, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. In front of like 10 people. Oh, yeah. Like, and really fucking Rick Martell wrestled at WrestleMania 3. And he's wrestling for free in a parking lot. It was, yeah. was kind of surreal to see, but. That's just yeah. my uh, my sidebar on Edge, but uh, we can go yeah, to the next the match. First time I saw I, I actually saw Edge early on as well. I, a similar story, not McDonald's or you know things like that, but he was wrestling in Sexton Hardcastle. He came down here and worked a right. three, three a three show weekend. So he worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I think he was part of a tournament. So I, he probably wrestled more than once on some of the nights. So I saw a bunch of Sexton Hardcastle that weekend, and I was I was digging. He was doing this goofy goofy dancing in the ring and. He, he looked like a star. I, I, I was, I was yeah, it needs to be said that that's one of the best names ever. Oh, absolutely. It's like, better than fucking Edge. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, you know, it's like, why didn't you he keep that? But Vince, you know, Vince would have got in the oh, Royal God. Rumble if he was Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> the rated R superstar, Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> that's, that's gold. That's money. That is a license to print fucking money i don't know where he came up with it but it's it was tremendous and uh i don't when think i first saw edge in the vignettes in the wwf i go that's sixth and hardcastle so i popped for it and i was i was i was behind him and then he joined the brood and they did all that horse shit which it didn't work out for him and then when he was a baby face like it was sickening like he was like a yeah. puke baby face like jesus but when he did that, like rated R superstar stuff, I thought he's probably one of the best heels of the last twenty years for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was the that that force fed baby face push that turned me away, Ugh. and then and I don't think I, totally, I just couldn't come back. He was back on to the it. juice too, man. Yeah, and Big I couldn't come. I just juice. I never came back to the to the sex and hardcastle side of things. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was never a fan again. I, I, it was what it was. I, I don't mind Edge. I'm not going to, you know, denounce any, you know, if he has a good match, he has a good match. I'm not blind. It's just not one of my, you know, one of my guys. It's not, it's not your forte. Right, right. So we get it's fucking not commercials. Your, it's not one of your guys like Baron Corbin, right? No, right. Absolutely. Baron Corbin, the way to go. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> that guy's your, even employed. Guy. <laughs> I think he goes out. I think Corbin goes out of his way to find the, the cheapest looking outfits he possibly, I think that's his gimmick. It's like Brooklyn Brawler. You know what? 2K21. You know what, though? If if you're going to, like, rank uh, Twitter trolls, he is fucking fantastic, man. 
Oh, I, I have no doubt. Most dickheads are. He, he, he just <laughs> gives it to the fan base that is living in their mom's basement with their Mountain Dew Code Red, <laughs> their diet of Cheetos. He gives it to them. Like, he's hilarious. Like, he sucks in the ring. Like, actually, if you look at it, that match, he uh, he's the only one who couldn't work in the match, right? Right. And I knew that going into right? the match. Like, I'm like, oh, why is he in this match? Yeah, he's the only one who can't work. Who was in that again? Yeah. Corbin, Uso, Owen, Cesaro, Zayn, and Brian. Yeah, he's the only guy who couldn't hold his own. Right. In an actual wrestling match. Which is why he was out, I think, first. So. Yeah, and like, did you see that punch that he fucking threw on uh, Daniel Bryan there? Like, they Probably. showed the replay of it. Probably not. He's, he bounced his head right off against the the chain, like Daniel Bryan, who's got all those neck problems and stuff. Like, yeah, the head problem, the brain problems. The yeah, yeah, he punched him right in the fucking head, and his head bounced off that chain. Like, there's no faking that. Like, it was scary shit. Yeah, no, I mean Daniel Bryan risks his you know uh, career every time he goes in the ring, and geez, it's sad he has to get in the ring with guys like that. And uh, it is what it is. We'll see what yeah, happens no, moving no. forward. Um, so we get fucking commercials here on the pay-per-view because Vince does these type of things now. I have no idea why we have commercials, but it is what it is. And we move on to a backstage I'm curious vignette. what kind of commercial did you get? Because I think oh, that it might be a different feed about, out here. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't remember. It was just it was like a le- legitimate commercial. It, what, probably was it that wasn't, corn dog commercial? I don't think it was a corn dog commercial. They're, they've been doing a With cell Lacey phone Evans? commercial. Hmm, I don't know. We got a, I got a corn dog commercial with Lacey Evans. No, I've never seen a corn dog commercial on, on WWE programming. Okay, it was that a brand, sounds way brand better than the shit we get. No, this was a corn dog, straight up corn dog commercial. <laughs> Phenomenal. For real. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably a little bit different. You know what wasn't awesome? The backstage uh, vignette with uh, Sonya Deville and Bad Bunny, the new 24-7 champion. Never even heard of Bad Bunny yeah. until uh, Royal Rumble. But the, here me he is. too, the Royal Rumble. I looked him up and I was like, holy shit, this guy's like super over. Like, he's got like 3 million Twitter followers. And uh, apparently he's he's the cat's pajamas when it comes to uh, hip hop these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this first time I ever heard uh, him, oh, the Booker T song. And here he's backstage as they're setting up WrestleMania. It's reportedly supposed to be Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest. And here, the Miz well, has some words. Doesn't look had, like it now. I think it's gonna. I think we'll we'll see some development moving forward. I can't see the Miz <laughs> walking into Mania with the belt, but we got we got. Maybe some they're time, gonna so. put the strap on Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, the champion. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but backstage, we see Bad Bunny slap the Miz, and his mid Miz turns back around to confront Bad Bunny. <laughs> it's Damian Priest standing in his place. I wrote, "What a Mania match this will be." Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, the Celebrity Mania matches, so whatever. Well, what's-her-face was good. Uh, what the hell was her name there? Uh, Goddamn. I don't know. She Maria was like a morning Menounos? talk show host or something. Yes, Maria Menounos. That was good yes. shit, man. She might have been. She's a lifetime uh, wrestling fan, though, so I, 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 I it respect. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, I'm sure it wasn't. But, I mean, I respect her more than I respect some of these other guys that are just coming in for the payday. At least she's loving yeah, it. You know? no, no shit. Yeah, she, quoting 1980s yeah, Dusty Rhodes promos word for word. I, I got to respect her a little bit. Yes, that's right. That's true. She did know that. And you don't find a lot of women celebrities that are like wrestling fans. Like you right. tell Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy weren't 
into that jam. They were like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> they were having none of it, even though they were getting paid. I'm sure they got paid better than the boys for WrestleMania 11. No doubt about it. We go on with the show. It's U.S. champion Bobby Lashley taking on Matt Riddle, or just Riddle now, because Vince doesn't like first names, I guess. And John Morrison, mm-hmm. who earned Keith Lee's spot in this match. Very unfortunate that Keith Lee couldn't work this match. Lashley, Lashley looks like a million bucks, but he has the personality of a constipated asshole. Nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, just Yeah, terrible. I was thinking... Not exactly the same thing, but I was like, holy shit, man, does this guy look like a star? They don't have people that look like stars. And yeah, he can't he can't talk. But like the whole presentation coming out with MVP and stuff, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, it helps. It helps tremendously for his character, but he's still IRS on Quaaludes, if you ask me, as far as <laughs> entertainment value goes. Lashley dominates this match. That's the story here. He kills these guys. Even when they try and double team him, Lashley just obliterates both men, finally runs into a riddle Rana and gets sent to the floor where Morrison dives out on top of Lashley. So that takes Lashley out of the game for just a little bit, about five. So he's been dominating five minutes straight on both guys. Riddle takes over the ring, gets a German suplex on Morrison for a two count, and then a knee to Lashley. And they try to take Lashley out with a double teaming here again. It's the, I had to look these spots up. Actually, I didn't know the names of these moves. So this is the other thing I looked up. The floating bro. And then Starship Pain gets yeah, a two count. I, I didn't understand what they were saying. I'm like, did he say floating bro? So I had to go yeah, to Google. No, I, yeah. I caught all that. This, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, honestly, this is the most attentive I've been to a WWE pay-per-view in years. Right. And I was hearing all that shit. I was like, the, the what now? And the, the who's it now? So see, yeah, Sasha I Banks. all that. It's kind of funny. I go back. I think it's to, to Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks, for ever since she's been with the company, she's always done that move where she jumps off the ropes and does like the double knees. And for, for as long as I remember, they called it the double knees. It sounded stupid, but that's what they called it. <laughs> All of a sudden they're calling it the meteora. It <laughs> and I go, what the fuck are they saying? So I had to, I had to Google that yeah. too. Meteora. I'm like, Oh, okay. I got to learn these things. I guess I'm out, I'm outdated on my fucking knowledge. I suppose that's what happens when everybody names every fucking move they do now. Yeah, exactly. It's not a side suplex anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Anyways, it's the floating bro and starship pain and still only managing a two count on Bobby Lashley. So John Morrison rolls out of the ring. I should have noted MVP, like you pointed out, came to ringside with Lashley, but he's working on a crutch here as Morrison takes the crutch from MVP, looks to use it, but it's too late. It's the hurt lock applied on John Morrison, but that's okay because Riddle sneaks up behind, grabs the crutch, smashes it twice across the back of Lashley, and then Cradle Tombstone Thingy, which is called the Bro Derek, by the way. I called it the Cradle Tombstone Thingy. And Riddle gets the win on Morrison in 8 minutes and 37 seconds. Riddle, the new United States champion, Lashley is not happy. No, and the notes I had on this match, uh, I obviously, I popped for the Bro Derek uh, because it's a take on... Bo Derek, yep. who was popular, what, 40 years ago? So they're really catering to their, their demographic right now. <laughs> uh, um, I wondered if Flash Funk was the referee. Oh, interesting. I don't know if you noticed the referee. I didn't. But he's a dead ringer for two They don't. Scorpio. They don't want you to notice the referees anymore. They're not allowed to have names. They, I, they have to stay I in the noticed, corner. And his name was Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Two Gold's got a job. That's phenomenal. And he's probably turned back time a little bit. I'm sure he looked a lot younger here. You got to look, you got to go back and look it up. Crack is a hell of a drug. (laughs) 
He's got like 400 kids too. I I don't doubt that. <laughs> I think with the same woman though, actually, I don't think he's like uh, Sean Kemp or anything like that. Okay, well, kudos to him then. Way to go, Scorp. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of fucking kids. And I know you have a lot of fucking kids, and I have a lot of fucking kids. So <laughs> it's it's what so, I do. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> I'm done Let's, though. Like I don't know. How yeah, you well, keep going here. <laughs> nah, I think uh, this is the last one. Uh, up, upcoming. This is the last one, eh? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what my wife tells me. Fair. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania, wife. 48 days away, exclusively on the Peacock. You probably didn't get that either, I'm assuming, up there in Canada. But that's what they tell us. Uh, right? Actually, we did. We did get that. Okay. Hang on. Can I go back to the Riddle guy? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's go back to Riddle guy, Matt Riddle. So I liked the Evil Knievel, like, gear thing. But other than, like, when he takes a jacket off, like, to me, he looks like, kind of like a woman. Like, he needs knee pads and boots in my bro, opinion or that's some his wrist gimmick, tape bro. or some shit man i, on, I don't bro. like it and you don't I like his flip-flops rusev, <laughs> fuck no <laughs> fuck no i thought that rusev got like hurt his foot and they made some rule no bare feet allowed anymore but i could be wrong but like jesus christ i am like i i saw a clip of him running in and like attacking uh, Lashley's crew or whatever a couple weeks ago and I, mm-hmm. I legitimately watching on my phone I thought it was a woman jumping from the crowd you know he was really really over in NXT and really had some damn good matches there but it's uh, he gets called up and it's like uh, like the situation with a lot of like these guys when they get called up. Vince has no idea who he is and he doesn't get it and when Vince doesn't get mm-hmm. it you don't get pushed you don't get utilized you get properly. buried yeah you get yeah. buried right like yeah but I, mean, I, I, I look like he's at, a um, legit guy, isn't he? Like, and doesn't he like oh MMA start shit with like Goldberg and Lesnar and all the time? Like, yeah, I mean, he's he's he went through the whole MMA deal. I mean, he's legitimate. I mean, he can kick some ass right. if he needs to. So, fuck, it doesn't look like it to me. <laughs> no, well, I mean, looks can I'm be deceiving, I suppose. I'm not going to say nothing to him. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the dude, the dude calls I, I out Goldberg every chance he gets. I mean, right in his face <laughs> and Brock. He he has no fear. Fuck, I'll give nice. him that much. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm sure he is a legit badass, but there's nothing about him I enjoy. Uh, I noticed that they have a new title. I actually like this U.S. belt better than the, that one they yeah, had with a yeah. big sticker on it. Right. <laughs> I wish they'd bring the WCW one back, but I'm sure that's wishful thinking. But Yeah, those days are done, I'm sure. Unless Vince croaks and Triple H goes old school on us or something. That would be something else. We get another. What do we got next here? Vignette backstage. It's uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair preparing for their women's tag team title match. And uh, Carmella's uh, winer, winery man. I can't remember the name they use here. Uh, I know his name's Reggie. Reginald. Reggie. No, it's, yeah, I know his name's Reginald. He's Reginald, but I mean, they have a name for what he does. And I can't think of the damn word they use. But I looked it, it up. Like sommelier or something? Yeah, that's sommelier. what it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like that. And, I, and I didn't know what the hell that was. So I Googled that shit back at Royal Rumble, and it's like a, a guy who knows his wines. Like, so that's yes. why he's carrying these bottles of wines. And I never heard the word yes. before. I was like, I thought it was Virgil Jr. or something like that. <laughs> no, I looked him up, too, at the Royal Rumble time. And, yeah, he's like a former uh, like Cirque du Soleil guy. Like, so he, he's like an acrobat or whatnot. Oh, I and I, I, I kind of laughed at the, uh, the sommelier or whatever gimmick and the way he wears a suit i know that's the way the kids were 
suits now with their ankles showing and they have no socks and stuff. Like it's just a like a straight douchebag gimmick. I love shit like that. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I like these things. I liked. Uh, remember, I don't know if how well you were paying attention, but do you remember that era when Ernest Miller came over to the WWE after WCW? Yes. And he had yeah. um, briefly, had, and he was doing commentary and stuff. And he had his he had his butler with them there for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. God, that was awesome. Oh, neither can I. Tremendously. No, uh, I love that. Uh, when he did the rumble spot, when he came in and danced and got thrown out, and his butler got thrown out too, but the dude was wearing a, a wig, so when they go to throw him out, the wig goes out first, and he's still standing there, and they toss the dude. I love these little gimmicks like this. So I'm not yeah, against I Reginald. Like that, I just didn't understand why Reginald's here, but there's no there's no sign of Carmella. Well, I, who, I Sasha's thought, beat yeah, the last that's the thing. two big reasons in a row. He was with Carmella. Right. Yeah, no, I, same thing. I didn't care, but I, I thought the same thing. So I don't know what happened to her. And right. I'm, I'll let you know that she is my favorite uh, diva or whatever you call it uh-huh. right now. I, refer I know to she's as fake as shit, but. Horse face. I know. Is my Something about her. that. Yeah. Hey, her dad follows me on Twitter, so <laughs> well, we're down. All right. Well, that's that's okay. Well, don't make me say something to him, eh? He'll stretch you. Uh, he can. <laughs> He can try. I'm I'm down. I don't care. It's all good. I'm gonna yeah. call it the way I see it. If they don't like it, it is what it is. <laughs> Hang on, let me write that down for a sec. Yeah. Your daughter, uh, horse face. Horse face, and I hate hate the fact that she's with Corey Graves of all human beings on earth. Fucking yeah, fuck face. Can I let you let you know something too real quick? <laughs> sure. Uh, I didn't notice there was two commentary teams until the main event. <laughs> There weren't two commentary teams until damn near them. It was the ladies' match. This match right here is where the other team took over. They were on the pre-show. Okay, Samoa Joe and them were um, Byron Saxton and Tom Phillips. I didn't see that were on the pre-show. They did the pre-show match, I didn't and then it was see, just Michael Cole and Corey Graves at match after match after match after. And then they were like, eh, "You can okay. have this fucking Nia Jax match. Come on out, guys. Thanks a lot." Yeah. So it was so generic, like. So we kick this match Terrible. off. It's the women's tag team champions. Once again, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, who are basically going to be fighting one another at WrestleMania. It hasn't been decided yet, but that's in the plans, uh, as you might suspect. Okay. We come out with that's what I figured, yeah. Sasha Banks theme, and I've been bitching about this since at least September when I started doing this. Uh, I can't stand the new version of her theme song. I enjoyed the last one. I really Really like the original one, but this one's just like a bunch of tuba farts. Like, how the fuck is this entrance music for a girl like I Sasha Banks? I wasn't paying attention, actually. I was very, I thought they really fit well together. The way they came down, they kind of strutted, danced, both of them side by side. They, they looked like they fit together, Belair and Sasha Banks. It's a shame they're going to be wrestling one another very soon. Gotta love the pyro here, I wrote, for no crowd whatsoever. Way to spend money on pyro, but you can't afford your employees. Or the or the bonuses or the raises and they they alerted ever. Did you see that in the news a couple of weeks ago where Vince basically told the entire WWE, not just wrestlers, I mean the employees, that because wrestlers are not employees. Remember that they're independent contractors. Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah. So he told yes, everyone, we're not giving it. you any bonuses. There's no bonuses. There's no raises this year. There's no nothing. And I guess that left Even a lot just, of people uh, pissed off. Made a billion dollars. Or- yeah. <laughs> Even though they had the greatest year of their entire history ever, that's exactly uh, what happened. Which is just unfortunate. So have you heard this my hole thing? My hole is now a thing. Do you know yes. what I'm referring to? Yeah. Okay. I can't I can't avoid it. I hear it or see it everywhere. 
I've seen it everywhere except for where it took place. I've never actually went and watched the video. I've had no interest in doing so, but I, no, I no. guess Nia Jax missed a spot or something on the apron and landed on her, her posterior and said, my yeah. hole, and it got over for, for whatever reason. That's one way yeah, to get over, I suppose. There, there was talk they were going to like suspend her for it, but I'm sure it'll turn into a t-shirt. Well, no, they, they alluded to it repeatedly without actually saying it during this match. So I think <laughs> they've, they've latched onto it at this point. Whatever works. See, whatever and then again, women's wrestling. I honestly, I I was on my phone, not paying attention, right? Because I'm not a fan. But I do have a few notes on this. But I'll let you continue. Sure. Yeah. Business. I'll try to I'll try to run through this one, and we'll see what you know. Whatever you got to say as well. So I wrote what I write every fucking time she wrestles. Jax is absolutely terrible. The most unathletic woman on the roster, maybe ever in the WWF. <laughs> and I can't wait. For The Rock's daughter, because she's training right now. I can't wait for her to get yep. called up so that they stop pushing Nia Jax. Because that is, I'm determined that is the only fucking reason this girl continues to remain on the main roster and keeps getting these pushes, if that's what you want to call them. It's just to, to pacify The Rock and make The Rock happy. Because there's no, you can't explain to me any other reason why she can, she gets worse progressively. She regresses, gets worse every time you see her. She came back after a year from double knee surgery which I'm sure was wear and tear due to her size. And she's just not that athletic. There's a lot of girls that size that are athletic. They're athletes that you can tell they bump and they can move. Bull Nakano was amazing. Nia awesome Jackson's has gotten worse. She's gotten larger and she just well, can't carry yeah, her that's weight. One of my notes, one of my notes I had, I'm like, has she gained a bunch of yes. weight? Like I know she was always a big girl, but she no, looks humongous to me. Yeah. It's, and uh, I'm thinking they should push her like King Kong Bundy. You want I her think to pin people with a five count? Yeah, just squish them quick and five counts. Well, you see what happens every time they have her put her hands on anyone. She hurts them for real. That's You see she that does. like every other so week online. It's like, oh, who did she hurt this time? Throw them into the turnbuckles, run into them, squish them, big splash, Give five them the bonsai. Count. She's bonsai not going to hurt nobody. <laughs> the bonsai drop, but that asshole shit balls. Yep. <laughs> my hole. It could be called my hole. My whole, see, we're booking this right now. We're booking it right now. So they try to get uh, uh, Bianca over in this match. They give her a showcase early on. She's beating up both of the champions. And then the heels obviously wind up getting heat on Sasha, who is the champion. So it doesn't hurt very much. Hot tag back to Bel Air. She lays out Baszler. Uh, Sasha comes off the top of the frog splash. But instead of waiting for Baszler to kick out like she's supposed to, Sasha literally gets up off of her at the two count and then has a shocked face. As if uh, Baszler had kicked out. <laughs> so that was that was a no-go. Then Bel Air, in slow motion, hitting what they called the KOD, the kiss of death. I was paying attention, see, because I okay. didn't know that. And it looked like a sit-out burning hammer, like an upside-down Death Valley driver yeah, yeah, that, into a that's sit-out a, that's, that's Gabby Tuft's move. Okay. Boom, pop, now? nothing? <laughs> well, no, not really. I got nothing for Come that. Come on. Oh. <laughs> That's inside shit right there. Yeah, it's it is. I <laughs> I'm not touching it. It's too soon. Okay, continue. Continue. Okay, that's cool. So I wrote Naya wobbles in, which is what she did. She wobbled into the ring, and she's too large for even Bianca Belair, who they sell as a power lifter. Like she's a very strong girl, very deceivingly yeah, strong no from shit. what I've seen. Uh, but, but even Naya's too big for Belair, who cannot pick her up. Maybe she can in real life, but not here. And Jax comes back with a choke slam on Bianca. Sasha breaks up the count. Jax then about to kill Bel Air with a Samoan drop. 
But Sasha blind tags herself in and hits the Meteora. See what I learned? For a two count yeah. on Nia Jax. Sasha banks with there. the bank statement on Nia as well, but Nia winds up getting the break, and that's when Carmella's buddy, Reginald, arrives at ringside with a wine bottle, hands it to Sasha Banks, yes. stands there and stares confused as she's holding the wine bottle. Why even take it to begin with, Sasha? And then the referee questions Sasha, what are you doing with the wine bottle? And that allows Nia to nail the Samoan drop and, again, damn near kill a woman. Pure garbage, and the heels pick up the win. Nine minutes, 37 seconds, 10 minutes of shit. <laughs> well, I'll say right now that your times are more accurate than mine. I just said nine minutes. Uh, another couple questions I have about this match. Right on. What is an EST? Is this is a trick question? Well, they say that uh, Bianca Belair is the EST of the WWE, and it's all over her gear. Okay, so see, I'm, was, so this is where I'm totally uh, I'm outdated. Fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, where I, I'm outdated. Old, like, I'm not following like, this shit. You're an old man like me, so we don't know what ESTs are. Yeah, I, like is this established or something? Or I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was trying not to Google anything so we'd have stuff to talk about because I really wanted to know what an EST is. But it's like I say, it's all over her gear. And they keep announcing her, oh, she's the EST. What the fuck is that? I'm Googling it right now because I'm curious. And I, I can't find, I see EST everywhere. I can't. Oh, she's the pretty EST, prettiest. She is the strong EST. Oh. So she's the oh, S of everything. Okay. See, okay. I got I thought you. maybe got it stood you. for something, gotcha. but no, it's, uh, she is the she's S the of everything. She's the best. Okay. Yeah, okay. There you go. And uh, my buddy, my buddy at PN News Junior on the yeah. Twitter, he wanted to let he knew I was recording, and uh -huh. he wanted to let all the listeners know that he would like to take Shayna Baszler to Pound Town. Oh my! Well, PN News Junior um, has really odd. Like he's married with kids and stuff, but he's mm -hmm. really odd taste in women. Like he he loves Nia Jax. He loves Nidia. What other? Oh, he, he even likes. Uh, shit, what's her, what's her name on the AEW there? Uh, now that damn, I don't uh, know. Damn, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Oh you. Yeah, he wants to take all of them to Pound Town. You do realize? Ah, never mind. I I realize, and okay. I'm sure he realizes too. Does he like uh, that? That does he like Gabby as well? Maybe. Ooh, actually, I haven't asked him that one yet. Mm. I did text him the picture, but. I don't know, remember if he got back to me on that one, but es muy interesante. <laughs> I assume he's into Gabby Tuft. Interesting. What a what an interesting fellow this PN News Junior is. <laughs> he thinks PN News is the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> yo baby, yo baby, yo. <laughs> yo baby, yo baby, yo. Well, do, do you know he's got like a reputation as one of those guys who used to steal from the Steals locker things. room? Oh, yeah. I've heard stories. Yeah. You heard that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard that, too. I've heard two different stories of uh, specific people who did things to him because of it. I guess Rick Rude punched him out. And the oh, Steiners yeah. once, on an international tour, the Steiners once stole his only shoes. So he was barefoot <laughs> in another country. <laughs> That's great. He he still wrestles too. I think is uh, if you want to call it that. <laughs> we'll close out this pay per view with the Raw Chamber match. It's 
WWE champion Drew McIntyre defending against five former WWE champions, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Kofi Kingston, and Jeff Hardy. Vince doesn't even know what the Mania match is here, or at least he didn't up until this show. I'm presuming we're going to get some form of, uh, well, we'll get to that at the end of the show. Don't want to spoil it for those who haven't watched the pay-per-view until we're done talking about the actual match here. So we get we kick things off with Orton and Jeff Hardy, so I'm already disinterested immediately as these guys have already <laughs> all served. Both of them have served their purpose with me in the, in the wrestling world. For the, for, if I never saw these guys wrestle again, it would be too soon. I, I'm fine with that. What if it was uh, Bob Orton? Now that, that I could deal with. At his current age. Yes, yes. Uh, he still works probably faster than Randy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. With the, with the cast on. With, he's got to have the cast. That's right, Daddy. You always got my cast, Daddy. <laughs> Cowboy Bob. And he had, and that's really good, actually. And he, and he had a tight perm. And yeah. Well, yeah. I would love And hep C, right? So. <laughs> and probably some other things, too, that he's never disclosed. A little, little bit, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Show goes on. It's Orton and Jeff Hardy first. Drew McIntyre in third. He's going after both guys because he's a new Drew McIntyre. He does, wants to do anything he can to defend his title. And he lawn darts Jeff Hardy into the plexiglass. Kofi Kingston in at number four. And Kofi almost immediately pins Randy Orton with a schoolboy. I was really shocked. Uh, how how Randy was pinned and how quickly he was pinned here. Ten minutes into the match. You know, I actually went to take a hot piss and I missed that. And they were like, and Orton's gone. I was like, and yeah. when I came back, the uh, o- almost huge almost, guy yeah. was getting yes. escorted out. So I missed that part. And I was like, and I was actually like timing the shit and stuff. So I was, I'm like, there's no way anybody's going to be eliminated while I go piss. Right. And Especially that early sure in enough, the match Orton, with the guys that were in the ring. Yeah. You wouldn't expect right. that. And I thought he could, I thought he possibly could win that match. I really thought we were waiting on some sort of a spot later in the match for the fiend to return and cost Randy Orton. And we didn't get that here. Instead, Orton just does right. a uh, clean job with a roll up by Kofi Kingston of all people. And then of course, Randy can't <laughs> leave without RKO on Kofi, RKO on Jeff Hardy. And then that's when Amos, uh, AJ wants out of the cage. He's wanting to get in the ring, but it's not even nowhere near the time for him to get into the match. So he yells for Amos to help him out, and Amos rips the door off. And Oh, oh is that what he did? <laughs> yes, he ripped one of the doors off so that AJ could exit out of the cage, on the outside of the cage, and he walks around and enters through the door where Randy Orton's leaving. And then, of course, AJ gets in the ring and makes covers, and everybody kicks out at two, so it proves to be pointless anyway. And then uh, we get number six, your boy, Sheamus, enters. And what was that big note you took on Sheamus? Uh, hang on, let me just pull it up. Sure. Yeah, I sent you this during the pay-per-view before the match started. Right. I hope that Sheamus wins so that the nerds on the internet go crazy. Yeah, I must be one of those nerds because I would have went crazy, but not in a good way. Like, I well, no, like well, you what know what? Fuck? My my thing is, I I think it's funny. Like, can you imagine if Sheamus won the title? That was it. It just ended, and Sheamus won the title, and the <laughs> what a uh, flat, internet what a fart in church. In, the the internet like, um, people would go nuts. They like, let me just put it this way: Can you imagine the outcome of a wrestling match? ruining your evening or in some cases with these people ruining their week or potentially their lives. I think, 
I think it's wrestling. wrestling. I, I know. I think, but you know fuck? what? I've had, I've had things that have upset me at a, at the end of a pay per view where uh, I felt kind of pissed off. I mean, obviously, it didn't linger into the next day or fucking a week or anything like that. But there was remember, I can't remember what it was, but there was something with a Bray Wyatt, maybe a Fiend spot or something. They did something at the end of one of the pay per views, basically killed the Goldberg the, beat him. No, I don't think it was that. It would have been before that. It might have been that Rollins shit. Remember back in the the DQ, Hell in the Cell with the mallet and whatever nonsense and everything that was a year or so ago uh, when they had to turn Rollins heel because they killed him dead as a baby face with that? When he was cowering in a corner uh, of fear of the fiend who had a giant uh, clown-sized mallet and all that shit. Out, you know, yes. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember the mallet, but I don't remember the exact spot. But yeah, I remember the mallet and... Didn't somebody come through the ring or something at some point? Uh, the big thing, could I think, be wrong. the big stink on that was he hit him with a gigantic clown-sized, novelty-sized mallet, and then later in the match hit him with a sledgehammer and got disqualified. And Right. The big thing was there should be no disqualifications in Hell in the Cell anyway. The and exactly. It was just the way they booked The Fiend. They, I, they, I do the match was that. terrible. And that was the main Rollins event, looked right? like an idiot. And canceled WWE Network was like trending number one worldwide after that pay per view. Okay. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really use utilize my Twitter at that period in time. But man, I, I supported that. I'll tell you that much. It was it was garbage. Oh no, yeah. I don't know that it pissed enough, me off as much as I was just done. I was like, I'm done with this shit. I'm just done. Yeah, and we've all said that many times. I'm going to cancel the network and shit, right? But like. It just goes to show you, like, I'm sure you're the same way as me. We could name a match from the 80s or 90s and know exactly what year it was. Probably right. the event. Right. But everything now is just so watered down and it's unmemorable. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nothing means anything. So you don't process it or memorize means anything. it. Nothing no, yeah, I mean, like there the were points in times I could tell you me. the order of all, I could I could tell you right now the order of all fourteen matches at WrestleMania seven. I can fuck you know I could tell you the order of elimination right. at a at a nineteen eighty nine Survivor Series. I used to be able to pretty much know all thirty guys in the order of a few of the earlier Royal Rumbles and things like that. But see, that, yeah, like me and Steve, were, you know, like Steve and me, we were here. We were probably ta- it was either Survivor Series or TLC or something, and we were talking about something. Trying to remember what happened at Hell in a Cell two months prior. Who won certain matches? Yeah, and you couldn't can't. remember. You can't. Because no. it's not memorable. It doesn't no. matter. It doesn't mean anything. It's they the don't same care. shit. It's the same shit every week. Uh I miss I miss my one hour of like being in Winnipeg. We got uh AWA and then around eighty six we got WWF superstars. Oh, one man, hour. You got Winnipeg AWA too, man. That's some good shit. Well, and I, again I'm like I was too young to really appreciate that. I remember right. it, but not the way I remember when Vince took over. And right. we got our hour a week, and that was what you looked forward to was WWF superstars. And it, everybody wrestled a jobber, and then there would be the buildup to, say, the pay, whatever, the four pay-per-views a year or Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, And you waited, and you waited for those guys to even touch each other. And now it's the same shit every single week. Yeah, we every see the main week, events the every week. And that's, you know, it started yeah. with the Monday War, like we uh, over on our Monday Warfare show we do. It started with the Monday Night War. It was, uh, let's see what we can put out yeah. there every week. It didn't. Vince, I got to give him credit, at least to where we're at in 1996 right now on that show. He's, he steered the court, like he stayed course, even though it was hard mm-hmm. to do. And he threw shit out there 
as long as it made sense, he threw shit out there to compete with Nitro. But Eric Bischoff or Kevin Sullivan or whoever you want to blame, week to week, it was just, what can we fucking throw, name value-wise, what can we, to where it didn't even mean anything. Four months into Nitro, I don't give a shit that it's Sting and Hogan. It doesn't mean anything. I don't give a shit. Flair and uh, Savage for the 10th time. Sting and Flair for the 10th time. And well, that's once they exactly did that, it was, it, I, it was, I don't give a shit. I, I taped a, uh, an episode of Nitro this week on my my WWE feed and the main event was Flair and Savage. I watched everything except that because I've seen them wrestle a million times. And this was not one of their signature matches because I right. just didn't give a shit to watch it. Right. I guess uh, what ended up happening was the booty man came to clear house. <laughs> the booty, 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 booty man, brother. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we just did that episode. I think that episode airs tomorrow on our Monday Warfare show, the the Booty Man. Either that or he just came on the last episode we did of the of the Money Warfare. I think that was last week and he wrestles on this God. one. Fun, fun, fun. Like, oh shit. How would anybody think that's a good idea? But I guess we're steering off course here. Where were we at here? Orton. <laughs> we're, eh? we're in the middle of the 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 Raw Chamber match, the supposed main yeah. event of the show, and Amos had just right, ripped the door off for AJ, which gets Amos, as you pointed out, ejected. From ringside, as Sheamus comes in, number six next, broke kick to Kofi Kingston, eliminates Kofi in 25 and a half minutes. Jeff Hardy goes twist of fate crazy on everyone in the ring, then goes up top on the top of the pod, moonsault on the Drew McIntyre Sheamus, then a swanton bomb on AJ Styles, but Jeff Hardy stands right up into a Claymore kick, and now Jeff Hardy's eliminated. That should read 27 minutes, I think. Sorry about that. And then we continue on with the match. Sheamus nails the brogue kick on Drew McIntyre, but before he can pin him, AJ Styles with the phenomenal forearm pins Sheamus. 30 minutes and 15 seconds, then a mere 45 Boo. seconds. <laughs> Your boy was gone, and it left leaves AJ. You know, sad to say, even though AJ's the bigger player and the bigger name, had it come down to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, I could have believed, well, they might do something stupid here, something weird here. Well, going back to Sheamus here. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it tonight. You'd have to look it up, but I don't think that there's a lot of people that are more decorated WWE champions than Sheamus of all time. Like I, I'm guessing he's in the top 10, if you think about it, with all the titles he's held. Like I He have... might be above Bret Hart. I'm not even like, joking. Don't let Bret hear you say that. Bret's my favorite wrestler of all time, but uh, he's turned into be quite the bitch. So. <laughs> I think, but, I think like, Brett's honestly, biggest problem is, is uh, well, like they say, he's his own biggest fan. Absolutely. Every every room in his house is pictures of himself with his title. <laughs> that's hilarious. But Yeah, well, that's, anyway, that's the hit, man. <laughs> Take him for it, what man. he is. I've never met him. I've always wanted to meet him, and he's been around a few times, and I never went. Lousy hyena. <laughs> the eye of Gibson's a lousy hyena. Yeah, I've given this super over. <laughs> so where are we at here? Okay, so we're down to the final couple guys, and I was I was basically trying to say if it came down to Drew and Sheamus, I'd almost be like, okay, who's gonna win here? Not because Sheamus is getting this awesome push, uh, but because Vince just does weird. Deservedly shit so. <laughs> but when it came down to AJ and Drew, I knew immediately AJ was jobbing because they just don't want to do anything above a certain level with AJ at this point. And he goes back up for the phenomenal forearm on Drew McIntyre, but basically springboards right into the Claymore kick, ends the match in 31 minutes. Drew McIntyre retains the title for a few minutes anyway, 
as Bobby Lashley's out. And this is where I Skyped you real quick and kind of give you a heads up about what time we're going to meet up and, and record this show. Right. And you're like, I think you turned your feed off too soon. And I was always, I did Skype you real quick and I went right back to my feed because I, I expected something to happen. Although everything that happened, I, I, I'd i be a liar if I told you I expected any of this to happen. I figured somebody would detect <laughs> Drew. I just didn't know who. And this one really shocked me. But after I thought about it for a minute, it didn't because they had no plans for Drew. So naturally they go to the biggest guy they have sitting around, which is Bobby Lashley, who is still pissed off from losing the U.S. title earlier, but never really got pinned himself. And now he's out here attacking the WWE champion, locks in the hurt lock after ramming Drew's back of Drew's head into the announce table repeatedly. It's the hurt lock into a full Nelson slam, lays him out, and awesome, but not really awesome at all. It's the Miz on his way to the ring, and I was waiting for Lashley. I thought he was going to attack the Miz. I was like, no way, Lashley would just allow the Miz to come in. But Lashley, sure enough, walks aside, leaves. I go, no, don't. This is the one time I was happy to see Bobby Lashley in the fucking ring. I thought he was going to stop well, the Miz from cashing in, but nope. Well, the, no, you must have missed it. The Miz was talking to MVP in the back. They showed it. Ah, okay. Earlier see, in the pay per view. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing during that that brief little period there. Okay, so you caught something I didn't see. So yeah, Miz, so you couldn't hear what they were saying. They were just talking. But oh, okay. It's like when. Uh, the Million Dollar Man wanted to go talk with Slick after they drew their Royal Rumble numbers. I gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Something was up. See, I like to reference old shit that I remember. Oh, this well, he era. bought that number, and then the next year he had to go in number one because Tunney thought that was uh, some chicanery and skullduggery, right? No, I think Virgil drew number one, and then he yelled at Virgil for drawing number one. Oh, is that what happened? I yeah. thought that they like made him, they forced him to take number one because no, he just thought, bought number 30 the year before. How odd. I could you know, be wrong. And it's what's so funny about that is like wh- whichever number he bought, Bossman or Akeem, they were like in the in the 20s. So it's like, what did you really buy here? Like fucking six minutes? <laughs> Anyways, that was supposed to be the end of the show, but it wasn't. Bobby Lashley lays Drew McIntyre out. Miz cashes in money in the bank. Nails that kneeling DDT for a two count. And then the skull-crushing finale ends it. The Miz is the new WWE champion (laughs) in 27 seconds. Just a couple hours after I told my kids, there's no way they're putting the belt back on The Miz. And I thought bad. I said, said, whenever he cashes in, Bad Bunny is going to screw it up for him so that they have their little storyline for WrestleMania. And uh, apparently not. Maybe that's when the title changes again, perhaps. But here we are. I I popped for it because I was like, wow, that's going to piss a lot of people off. So that makes me laugh. And I think this is 10 years later since he originally had the title, right? And it was kind of a a flop. I think it was 2011, WrestleMania, where he worked with Cena. Out of my no? timeline, man. I mean, I watched it, but I I, I lose track of time, years when we get into the... the- <laughs> 2000s yeah no exactly me too but i'm pretty sure that's the the actual timeline and i never ever saw that coming and one of the questions i had was didn't that fat guy have that uh briefcase what the fuck happened there i wanted to put the belt on him i think ms beat him for the briefcase and then ms cashed in yeah yeah well what happened was vince didn't take anything seriously after covid hit so they gave otis the thing because that was vince's big flavor of the month and Vince Fucking, loved Otis. That guy he's... is 
over, man. Super that guy's over. a hell he of a fucking be the champion. He's strong as hell and deceivingly. Uh, yeah. Well, he was an amateur Apparently champion. He's a, a collegiate wrestler. Yeah. yeah. But Jesus, man, like strap so. the rocket to that guy, put the belt on him, like put him on the tonight show and all that shit. Like, so Vince thought it was funny to give him the briefcase, but then by the <laughs> fall, <laughs> By the fall, when they actually wanted to do something with it, I guess all the writers persuaded Vince into putting the belt on somebody else. They choose the Miz of all the people on the fucking roster to take it from Otis. And then Miz actually cashed it in. He cashed it in, lost the cash in, but then he got the briefcase back again because he said John Morrison was the one that cashed it in for him. So it didn't count, even though he went into the match and wrestled it. So, yeah, I saw that. That was on a pay-per-view somewhere, I think. Fuck, that's that's awesome. But yeah, I think you're right. McIntyre will get the belt back and probably work with Sheamus at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody better tell Lashley that. I think uh, Sheamus is well, back to the bottom of the back of the line again at this point. <laughs> you know, like Lashley's a young man; he'll come back from this. You know, he's only like 46. Yeah, let sure. Sheamus win another title. I think I think Sheamus is only you know in his early 40s. So. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. So. Yeah, they got a lot of old dudes there, Like, if you think about it. No, I know. I, I read like, some kind of uh, – somebody put broke it down online after the Rumble that that was the oldest average age of wrestlers in a Royal Rumble ever. It was high. It was high, it was high up it. there. It I was high it. up there. I remember laughing all the time watching that uh, Flair Rumble when he won. And he they kept like uh, pushing that Backland was 40 years old or whatever. Right, and Flair like, oh, was he's old. an old man. Yeah, Flair's yeah. like 43 years. <laughs> yeah. I think Flair was like and a like, year older than everybody. Backlund. Yeah. <laughs> or do you remember the rumble when uh, Carlos Colon came out and Monsoon youngster. said, he's youngster. <laughs> you, you know what's funny about that, too? It's not like Gorilla didn't know Carlos. Gorilla was one of the guys who went in with Carlos to create the World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico. So Gorilla had known Carlos since the yeah. early 70s at the very least because he it was had to part be. owner in the Puerto Rico territory up until the early 80s. Don't they say that his son is like the, the boss there now or one of the bosses? Who's that? Gorilla? Yeah. The story with that was Gorilla had a child with someone else. And uh, now he's uh, since passed. I'm trying to think of his name. The he dabbled in promoting uh, Victor Quinones yeah, was his name. Yeah. Yes, Victor Quinones. Yep. Um, for years, it was said that he was the illegitimate child of Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla had always been just giving him money all the time, so it was speculative what the hell was going on right. there. And it, it came out after Gorilla passed away that I guess that was legitimately his kid with you know someone else. It just kept, it was hush. Quinones uh, with- passed away as well quite a while ago. Actually. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. actually didn't know that. Yeah, but he promoted down there in Puerto Rico, and he did a manager gimmick. He followed the, those headhunters, the squat team from Level yeah, 96 yeah. around. He managed them a little bit. Little short, fat guys, eh? Yeah, they could really fly. Like Abdullah with wings were those guys. Yeah. Moonsaults and somersaults. like Abdullah's kids? Not that I ever heard, but I wouldn't doubt it. Somebody put, put it over. I like heard that. that they were... They, I've heard that they were uh, booked as Abdul's kids at one point. I have no doubt somebody did that somewhere. I mean, I, I could see the resemblance. <laughs> Abdul is uh, Canadian. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you did. I'm sure there's nothing I can tell you that you don't know. 
<laughs> no, no, Abdullah's from the Sudan. Don't you know? Come on, man. That's right. He's the Sudanese uh, butcher. The madman from the Just Sudan. Like Kamala's from uh, Uganda. He was. Kamala was. He was. I believe R.A.P. Kamala was the last guy that I knew was it was a gimmick, but I still bought the gimmick. It was until he did the shoot interview at the early early 2000s. I'm like, no, why did I watch this? But I had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst too. Like, uh, yeah, like there's guys you were terrified of, and like that'll never happen again. Everybody just laughs about everything. So, yeah, it doesn't help when they're it's too like, bad. You know, putting put pictures on Twitter outside of their character, hanging out with the guy they're feuding with on a oh, vacation. Fuck. You know the the worst is for that is that Braun Strowman. I was going to say man. that's the first person I thought of. When he was feuding with Roman Reigns, he posted pictures of them hanging out like in some tropical island somewhere in the middle of a feud. You're like seven feet tall and like, fuck, like, just try, just try to make it look legitimate. Like, it's just sickening. Where was he tonight? He has nothing going on? I don't know. I know he was, I know he's injured and they wrote him out with a a fake, well, storyline injury months ago, like in the fall. And, but I feel like he came back like very, very recently. He was in the Rumble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I knew I saw him like yeah, recently. He was in the Rumble. I don't know. He keeps getting heat. He forgets spots and matches and things and whatever. And he, he's always in the doghouse <laughs> with Vince, which is unfortunate given his size. I mean, the sky's the limit with a guy like that. With Vince, you would think. Well, yeah, he, he should be the most over guy they have. <laughs> Theoretically, but he does things like, like probably like the Twitter <laughs> situation. Yeah, they gotta get him off that shit. So uh, this pay per view here, what did it do for you? Anything? You know what? I didn't think it was horrible, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was coming in with very low expectations, yeah. so I've been it doing was that what for it was. And six or seven months now, yeah, six months now, I've been coming in with low expectations, so it n- never disappoints. Yeah. It's just what sucks is well, from like April until August, most of the pay per views featured ridiculous, over the top matches and finishes and things and then when i started doing the reviews for the shows in september they got rid of all of that and then it was just boring shows like september <laughs> october november december just wanted to put me to sleep and then january you know there's always the royal rumble but other than that whole you know the fiend getting lit up and, and going up into flames and randy orton committing murder on tv there hasn't been nothing too crazy to where i can't just explode and, and shit all over it like i'm jim Cornette or something Right. And I'm sure he'll have quite a bit to say about this. Yeah, he has quite a bit to say about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he certainly does. I do like his show. It's pretty much one of the only podcasts I listen to. I, I got a kick out of him. Yeah, I always check out the topics. If it's if it's just NXT and AEW review, I'm, I'm out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't watch NXT. I, I do watch... AEW. Well, I record AEW and I do watch it almost every week. It's again, I can't watch it live though. I have to be able to fast forward. Right. And I get it. Way too much shit. Yeah. Like, there's way too much shit on there for me. So, with the good comes the but, bad. But man, I appreciate you uh, doing this show with me. I thought, uh, thought I, I had a good time. I had a good time too, man. So, if you want to do something else in the future, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I'm uh, I'm already looking forward to it. I'm going to come up and try to come up with some, uh, some ideas for us here uh, outside of just doing pay-per-view reviews, maybe some other things. But uh, yeah, I thought everything went well here. Uh, I enjoy your input. 
I enjoy uh, well, you know, I appreciate that. all that good stuff. The fact that you took some notes and uh, on your first uh, time out and questions. Yeah, like I've, I've never taken notes before, so. <laughs> uh, can I uh, shout out my uh, buddy's business real quick? Is that okay have, with you? Have at it. Uh, it's First Row Collectibles uh, on Twitter at firstrow.ca or firstrowca. Uh, on the internet is www.firstrowcollectibles.ca, I believe. But I'll, I'll retweet it out. Uh, it's your one-stop shop for all your wrestling nerd needs. He's got a physical shop and the online store over eight thousand items. So check it out. He's got all kinds of stuff. Uh, his physical shop is in the Forks in Winnipeg. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that, but if anybody ever asks, oh, what's there to do in Winnipeg? They say, go to the Forks. That's all we got. <laughs> it's like a market with a skating rink and a couple of restaurants. <laughs> right on. It's not that exciting, but that's that's the thing that people say. But... Uh, yeah, yeah hopefully like everybody uh, stops by and, or... and checks out the site at the very least. Uh, like myself, we're stuck here in the states, so I don't even think we're allowed in Canada right now with COVID and whatnot. No, and we're not allowed. We're not allowed to come there either. I don't know why you would want to come here. To be honest with you, <laughs> I love, uh, I love wish, the states, man. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. And again, you're at the Eye of Gibson on Twitter, and of course we're at Gibson on Twitter. Yeah, and we're at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. We appreciate everyone listening to the Elimination Chamber 2021 edition of the Power Hour. I'm Ray Russell, and for Bob Gibson, we'll see you very soon once again here <laughs> on the Power Hour. 